Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review. I revisited The Meg in 4K. I remember when the book came out, The Meg. I was a Peter Benchley fan. As I've mentioned in podcasts, my mom got me into reading. So I read Peter Benchley's, uh, several of his novels, actually, but Jaws. And so to me, everybody and everybody who tried to make a giant shark book or movie after that had to compare themselves to that because I thought it was so well done. And I honestly never really got around to the Meg, or if I did, I don't remember it. And so when the movie came out, I didn't go see it in the theater. I waited till I got it on home video, and it was a fine shark movie. And I made a comment then that it it felt like they shoved some things into the movie to make the, the people who financed it happy. And in doing a little research for this after watching it a second time, that's absolutely what they did. Um, for those that don't know, Hong Kong and China in general are a giant movie audience. There's a billion people there. It's huge. And... In recent years, Hong Kong movie makers, producers have teamed up with Hollywood to help finance some of Hollywood's movies. And in return, some of Hollywood movies have had Asian characters, Asian storylines, Asian filming, have certain callbacks to things to make them more palatable to people in those countries. Sure, you can make the argument that compromising art and all that kind of stuff, but I also look at it from a business standpoint. If you're going to open an American flick in China, wouldn't be bad to have some Chinese actors in it or a Chinese scene. You know, I, I understand. I get it from a from a business standpoint. And if it doesn't radically change the art that you are trying to create with a giant shark movie, you know, so be it. So in doing a little research, the, the, the Asian characters, the, the Chinese characters that are in the movie, there's a, there's a father, there's a daughter, and the daughter's daughter, um, she's obviously single, mom. Um, all the scenes with them, I don't think were ever in the book. <laughs> From what I could tell, I, I, I skimmed through a synopsis and everything. Most of the major set pieces that happen in the movie happen in the book, but additional characters and additional scenes were added. And I can tell you that when you watch a new movie and it's got two or three of, of production houses that you have never seen before, you go, oh, okay, there's some other money involved in this. And this was basically a Warner Brothers and Chinese production. Had a good budget, uh, upwards of $170 million I've read for some things, but it went on to gross about $530 million, and there's a sequel coming. So if the, all those things had to be done for this movie to get made, you know, you can make the argument, why didn't they make a better movie? <laughs> but I think they were trying to appeal to two different audiences. The movie very much feels like it should for most of the runtime, but every once in a while it'll stop down and it'll have these scenes with, with the mother-daughter thing, and they're subtitled. And And I'm you know, if this were a Warner Brothers film released in the United States, normally there's, there's not subtitles. The, the Asian characters or the foreign characters, French, whatever they may be, usually speak English, you know. And, and maybe there'll be a quick, if they say something under their breath. But not whole scenes that, that are just, okay, this doesn't even feel like it's part of the same movie. Now, there is a scene where the, the girl is in a, a, a glass hallway, a plexiglass, however, whatever it's made out of, and the shark tries to get her and bites the hallway, and they see the teeth marks and stuff. And, and that if they added that, it's great. That was a great addition to the movie. But overall, watching this two-hour movie, 
they could have taken some of those scenes out and it wouldn't really change much. It, sure, it adds some character development, some depth um, to have a little girl on board, but it just seems out of place. Nobody else brought their kids along, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, the setup of everything, they're trying to go deeper than we've ever gone before. There's this layer where we thought was the bottom, but it's actually a cold layer. And once you, if you can go below that, there may be more ocean under there. And they do. And it turns out that Jason Statham's character had a deep experience down there and he lost a couple of people. And now they come to get Jason Statham back when they lose their new science vessel in this this cold or under this cold layer in this deep region of the ocean. And and all of that I have no problem with. And I have no problem with most of the movie. Even some of the more fantastical things are being pulled around by sharks or being pulled around by helicopters or whatever and being able to survive the experience. But, you know, when when I... When I watch a shark movie, I just want to be entertained. And and if I if I laugh giddily at something silly, that's fine. That's that still is part of the entertainment value of watching a, a decidedly silly movie. Because in most of nature, nature's animals don't come after humans. They're they're afraid of us or don't you know, they don't know. I ran into a very large snake in my yard the other day when I was doing some yard work and he couldn't get away from me fast enough. And most people be like, weren't you afraid of the snake? I'm like, I didn't have time. He was gone. Pew! You know, he, he he didn't want a part of me. And we've had crabs in the yard and things like that living in Key Largo. So near the ocean, you get that every once in a while. And and most of nature doesn't want anything to do. But then again, you imagine if there's a, a hundred and fifty ton shark in the ocean it might find us tasty i don't know we got a lot of bones i wouldn't think they like that but anyway so how they they took steve allen's novel meg a novel of deep terror and turned it into this movie i'm sure it was in development hell since the mid 90s it took forever to get this movie made and I guess everything aligned when they got Jason Statham, Rain Wilson, Ruby Rose, uh, Wilson Chow, you know, um, it's a good cast. They make some weird left turns in here and that John Turtletaub directed this movie and, and he's directed, uh, you know, some decent movies throughout his career. I just, every once in a while, I'm like, wow, they could have, if they had done something different, there would have been great, you know, and that kind of thing. I, I Watching it, this is second or third time watching it. I'm seeing the the kinks in the armor, but overall, it's still a, a very entertaining movie. It I see people online calling it, it's terrible. Really, have you have you seen terrible movies? Because this this is a well made movie. It's not great by any stretch of the imagination, but it's not Deep Blue Sea either, which which is a guilty pleasure of mine. So anyway, for a giant shark movie, it's fine. You know, I hope they do better with the sequel. I think one thing that would have helped would have not made it PG-13, make it rated R. Um, there's a few scenes where they cut away from shark death, and, and it's a little bloody, but you know that they, were, they probably filmed more and just they had to edit it. Um, now, talking about the 4K, this was my first time watching it on a giant 4K with HDR television, and I had read reviews saying that this is a stellar transfer. I'm pretty sure it's an upconvert, it doesn't look like it. It looks really great. And the HDR colors are fantastic. We're not talking Aquaman uh, colorful. That that movie goes over the top with the HDR color spectrum. Um, but it does look... There are moments that the water looks sensational. The island looks sensational. Um, 
when they go into Hong Kong, the, the neon signs and things, the HDR really pops. It It is a very, very good-looking movie and definitely worth the upgrade if you haven't gotten the 4K of it. But is it a, a giant shark movie that you had to add to your collection? I will predicate that on let's wait for the sequel. If the sequel turns out to be really good, which doubtful it will be, but, you know, it could, then this would be a great, you know, this would be an opening chapter to something better, and I would consider it that. If the second movie is cheese, if it's bad, if it's like most sequels, um, eh, your mileage may vary with this movie. Like I said, it, it goes into some melodramatic areas where had they just trimmed those out and maybe extended a couple of the shark scenes, it would have been a better flick. You just, you know, but again, when you're trying to make a movie for mass appeal audiences in multiple countries, I can't even imagine. I mean, I, I know what programming radio stations like when I used to program for 75 square miles in an American town. And now I program for the world. I, I get the, you know, I get a little bit of the, I don't know exactly how we're going to peel this onion. Um, but you learn and you do. If this is the best they could do, okay. But I, I just think it feels like, hey, we've got this script. Let's insert some Chinese stuff and, and make the producers happy. That's what it felt like. If it was naturally organic in there, otherwise I probably wouldn't noticed it. But on the second or third viewing, it's like, wow, they. why did they cut away from what was going on to do this scene with the daughter? I mean, again, I, I understand character development and mass appeal audiences and all that, but recently watched crawl that movie is 87 minutes it's efficient as hell they they do what little drama and melodrama to introduce the characters in the first 20 30 minutes but after that it goes and it doesn't stop that is what the meg could have used instead of trying to make it a two-hour jurassic parkish epic make it an hour and 35 minute action-packed giant shark movie and stop stopping down for oh a little drama with a child she wouldn't even be there in most situations especially once the shark was found but they get around it because there's a billionaire who's funded this thing and and all that and and rain wilson plays an interesting character but you're happy when he gets what he gets and, uh, anyway as giant shark movies go uh, it would be better if it was rated r it would be better if they cut out some of the, the melodrama and just stick to the story but other than that, it's really not a bad flick, and it looks really great on 4K, so get the upgrade. The Meg, fingers crossed for the sequel. Otherwise, you know, if you really got to see a giant shark movie, this is another one. It's not a terrible one, not a great one. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. Uh, my website is therockfile.com. It's got the links to all my other projects. Please share, please subscribe, and thank you very much, very, very much for listening.